Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. We welcome to our Herman Allen Hotline, Russ Huseman, on a Monday morning. Good morning, Coach. How are you? Hi, Bob. Good. All right. Go through that scenario again for me and why mathematically that was a very easy decision, apparently, for you to make up 24-14 with a little over half of the fourth quarter remaining in the game. Well, my third year at Chattanooga, we lost three games, uh, 28-27. We had 27-14 to leads. I mean, 24-14 to leads. I kicked the field goal to make it 27-14 three times when we had the ball down there and uh, right, you know, with an opportunity to score. We lost three games, and I said I would never do it again. I would never in the fourth quarter get stuck on 27-14 if I had the decision to get to 31. The problem you get into is I know everybody says it's a two-score game, but it's a two-score game. Either way, whether you kick the field goal, you know, or, or, or whatever. I mean, it's to get to 27, you lose with two touchdowns. Um, and that's what happened to us. And, and I made the decision that the math just doesn't, didn't work um, to go to kick a field goal in that scenario. You know, and the other thing, too, is, is our offense has been really good in the red zone, uh, just like you said on the call there. You know we've we've scored we've scored touchdowns down there, and and I had a lot of confidence in our defense. You know if we give them the ball on a two yard line, you know it's going to be hard for them to go ninety eight yards. Uh, so you know you, you kick a field goal, you kick off, they get it on a twenty five thirty yard line. You know they still got two possessions left. Uh, it just it makes it makes no sense to me, and and I learned the hard way. Uh, uh, you know that that's the scenario there, and. Uh, and my daughter was up, she films and, uh, she was next to the Elon guy up there in the, in the end zone or on the sideline. I can't remember, but, uh, uh, the Elon guy said, he's going to kick a field goal here. And, and my daughter said, no, he's not. He's going for it. And <laughs> she seemed like, a, she seemed really smart, but I had told her previously that I would never, uh, I would never kick the field goal anymore and let you know let, knows obviously, best, Russ. obviously if it's fourth and you know if it's fourth and 12 on the 12 you you probably do it but you know if we got a one two three yard line we're going for it we need to put her in the tv booth with us also we'll we'll sound a lot smarter moving forward but in any event <laughs> yes great story great story great insight um so your offense backed you up and came through with the touchdown uh in general terms, how'd you feel about the offense, Russ? I mean, balanced again, running the football 192 yards, and I don't know, you what had half a dozen receivers that had multiple catches over 250 yards passing. Let's talk offensive football first, and where you think the offensive uh, unit is after the first three games. I think they're doing a nice job. Um, the one thing I like is is our offensive line uh, is they're playing physical. Um, you know they're they're getting movement up front. We're able to run the ball. Um, you know we haven't had a hundred yard back yet, but if you think about it now, you know each time between the two tailbacks, you know we would have 130, 140 yards every time, and then the quarterback adds, you know, another 50 or 60. So, um, you know, using those two backs and, and keeping them fresh, and you know, getting them 60, 70 yards each, um, you know. 
if, if you if you had a tailback run the ball 18 times for 130, you, you'd be all slapping him on the back. We just have two guys, you know, running it 18 to 20 times and, you know, for 130 yards. So I think our offense has been really effective, but it, it starts with our offensive line. I think Coach Ross is doing a great job with those guys. Our tight ends are blocking really, really well. And the good thing is our receivers are blocking better than they have in the last few years here. And they're, and they're, they're working hard, uh, you know, to get blocks downfield, to get, you know, hats on people. So been pleased with that. I've been pleased with the balance uh, offensively. Russ, before I move to the defense, I know it's only been 36 hours since the end of the game, but any early week update on the two guys who went out with injuries in the game Saturday, running back Aaron Dykes or wide receiver Leroy Henley? Yeah, they think they'll both be ready this week. Um, both sprained ankles. They both got uh, looked at uh, with the x-ray or MR or whatever, and, and there's no issues in there. It's just a sprain. Uh, I think um, – uh, you know, I think Aaron may be a little bit further than, than Leroy, but I think they'll both play. That is certainly good news. Uh, good play again by the defense. Uh, what, four quarterback sacks, 11 tackles for loss. Tristan Wheeler gets himself a career-high 14 tackles. Uh, thoughts on the defense, Russ, particularly against the run again, just suffocating. Yeah, I mean, we're pretty disruptive. Our front four are, are doing a great job of, of, you know, really taking care of the line of scrimmage and giving our linebackers a chance to, to go make plays. Um, and, you know, the, 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 the front six and even our will linebacker um, in the run game have been really good, uh, fitting gaps correctly, um, you know, and making, making plays. We had opportunities to make plays. So I've been pleased with, with how we're, we're fitting the run game. Now, obviously this week, I mean, we better be, brilliant because they can run the football they're physical up front and you know they got some tremendous running back so uh you know this this will be a huge test for us this week russ i don't know if this was the game plan of elon or if it came about because they fell behind 14 nothing and felt like they had to go to the air but uh they did throw what over 30 passes 32 33 passes um the defensive secondary talented but inexperienced is that something you saw Saturday, and is it something you may see moving forward? The teams are going to see what you just said. The front seven, really good. Let's go after the secondary. Well, yeah, I mean, two of their throw, two of their pass plays for touchdowns. Uh, you know, we're in you know a defense that really should be fine, and we should have the ability to make the plays there. And you know, we just took a couple bad angles. Um, you know, in those two scenarios, I don't think our technique was tremendous in either scenario. Whether it was with the with what the corner did, um, you know, to 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 kind of hang the safety out a little bit. You know, we got to button that up. We got to be better. Um, you know, as as we, you know, we got to get better in technique. I, I don't think it has anything to do with athletic ability, but uh, you know, those two plays were were pretty uh, disappointing, but. Um, you know, we know we've got pretty good players there that can make plays. We just got to make sure as coaches, uh, you know, our technique is buttoned up and, and, you know, it's not just, it's not just one guy. And, you know, sometimes it looks like, Oh gosh, that guy just made it. Well, you know, whether the corner or the linebacker rerouted them or, or whatever it was, there's a lot more to it. But the bottom line is when we get to that position, whether they catch the ball or not, we got to get them on the ground at that point. 
Catching up with Russ Huseman, Richmond football coach, joining us on the Herman Allen Hotline here on the Sports Huddle, 99.5, 1027 FM, 950 AM ESPN. I want to go back to Tristan Wheeler for a moment, Russ. I mentioned at the outset, career-high 14 tackles. It seemed like we called his name more often than not on virtually every special team tackle on Saturday. Here's a front-line defensive guy leading your charges on special teams. I know that's a way of life in FCS football, but I thought he was really a standout even on special teams as well as from his linebacking position. Yeah, he had four tackles on kickoff cover, uh, which is, and we, and, and, you know, we kicked it off. And one, we kicked into the end zone. So um, I think everyone that got returned on the kickoff, he made the tackle on. You know, it was, it, it was kind of funny, too, because he takes pride in it. Uh, we got Phil O'Connor, um, who plays the same position on the other side of the kickoff cover. And, you know, we'll kick it either right or left. Uh, you know, based on what we're thinking there. And, and uh, we had kicked it, Tristan's on the right side. We had kicked it to the right side, and he made a couple plays because uh, they came up to him. And and I knew he had gotten a little bit of a stinger here. And so I said, I, I said we're going to go, we're going to kick it this way. Phil, now, now it's, you know, it's your turn. And, and Tristan said, no, coach, don't do it, man. I want another one here. And But I did, and they actually brought it back to the field. And Tristan made the play. So it was, it was, you know, but those guys take pride in it. And that's why Tristan's such a, a good player, a good teammate. He takes pride in everything he does, uh, whether it's special teams. Um, you know, he actually came in. Now he's, he was the middle back on punt team when, when Dykes went down. Um, the kid, the kid's a special player. And, and, uh, and I mean, just a, a joy to be around every day. He loves the game. Yeah, you can see it. Every snap that he's out there, he goes full throttle. There's no doubt no doubt about that. Career-high 14 tackles for Tristan Wheeler on Saturday. All right, quick thought on JMU, a team obviously familiar with. Uh, but And I asked this question too, Russ. I think you had mentioned this, that before the game got postponed last week with JMU, you'd gotten a couple days of prep in on the Duke. So where are you as we speak on a Monday morning? Normally we won't talk too much about the next opponent because it is so early in the week and the game plan still being formulated. But where are you in putting that together with JMU? Because you probably did have a couple of days to prepare for them before the postponed game. Yeah. I mean, a little bit on Sunday, um, mostly Sundays we're buttoning up the previous game and we go out there and, and make corrections out on the field. They left and do all that. But we actually did have all day Monday uh, leading up to that game, you know, to game plan them to kind of get our, our ducks in a row and start that process. So, you know, yes, we do have a, an extra day um, uh, where we had prep time. Um, but, but you know, they, they got a good football team. Um, they're well coached, um, tremendous athletes. And, uh, in, in, I mean, it, it, it'll be a big test. Our kids are going to have to prepare and practice really hard and prepare really hard and uh but i like our team too so mm-hmm. i think we got some good players and um uh you know hopefully it's a great football game and and uh you know we can come out on top on this thing not that you needed anything else to grab more attention when it's richmond jmu but the way they bounce back and i mean you've probably broken it down already i haven't looked too much at it but just by the score and the the win over william and mary uh we have seen teams coming back from long covid pauses it's tough for us it's it's hard to do no matter what sport it is and it looked like jmu and i know william and mary was missing a couple of guys uh it looked like jmu kind of picked up where they left off even before the pause didn't it 
amazing. I, 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 I never thought they would look that good coming off a two-week pause like that. Um, you know, and, and what people don't realize, you go on the pause, and whether you're able to play on a week, uh, on a Saturday or not, but people don't realize what affects you leading up to that game day. You know, who can practice, how many days of practice they've gotten in. Um, you know, in the, they're, they're in quarantine for 14 days. So now they're, they're not in very good shape. And for James Madison to come in, come into William and Mary and look that good uh, was a credit to them and their coaching staff. I mean, it was, uh, it was, a, it was, a, it was a great effort by them, and to come off a pause and to do that was was really uh, something special. There should be a special Saturday at Robin Stadium, Richmond, and JMU. We'll kick it out. I know you're happy about the game time, right? High noon kick for this game as opposed to that four o'clock last week, right? You won't have to wait around all day. Yeah, yeah, I like the noon kicks a lot. Uh, yeah, I, hey, I see your show coming up, man. You got a good show. You got stuck with me this morning, but you got the you got the uh, the big hitters coming up after me today. <laughs> no, oh, you're one man. of those big hitters. You, you can't no, you, you, no, you can't no, win no. the game without a good leadoff hitter, Ross. You got to have a good leadoff hitter. <laughs> You got the power hitters coming up here pretty soon. I saw that lineup, man. Great lineup today. All right. Well, you tune in, Ross. You do that. (laughs) And we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it later in the week. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. All right. See you, Bob. (laughs)